Greetings, friends. Welcome to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website is scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to support the mission of truth. Today, we are actually going to be reading uh, for our wisdom and encouragement for the week from 2 Samuel. We're going to read chapter 12 and Psalm 51. Now, the reason that we're going to read from 2 Samuel chapter 12 is because our psalm for today, Psalm 51, is a psalm of David about a certain situation. The psalm is called, A Psalm of David, When Nathan the Prophet Came Unto Him After He Had Gone Into Bathsheba. So Psalm 51 is David's psalm about his failure. And we all know the story, right? Where... David saw Bathsheba, he took him for himself, she got pregnant, he tried to get the husband to come home from war and unite with his wife to cover up the sin, but his husband refused, so then he had had her husband move to the front of the line of the war where he would be killed and took Bathsheba as his own wife. We all know the story. So, we're going to start, before we get to the psalm portion, because the psalm deals with it again says, a psalm of David, what's it about? When Nathan the prophet came to him, after he had gone into Bathsheba. Chapter 12 is that story where Nathan the prophet uh, comes to David and uh, says, this is, this is a little story, and the story is about you. Just a little interesting side note, just for fun. Years and years ago, I don't know, 15 years ago? 14 years ago, uh, long before I got into all of this, um, I took one of those like you know Christian assessment tests, and it uh, you answer a bunch of questions, and at the end it tells you what biblical character you're most like. Well, when I did mine, it came back as I was most like Nathan the prophet. Uh, I forget what the headline was or the terminology was. Um, what was it? Ah. I can't remember. Maybe it'll come to me later. Uh, But just a little fun fact. All right. Let's begin. Let's read chapter 12 and then we'll get to our psalm for today. Oh, I remember. Confronter. That's what it was. Uh, Talking about your personality. You have the confronter personality. (laughs) Uh, Although I I would bet that uh, that has changed over the years. All right. Nobody cares about that. Let's move on. Chapter 12 from the second book of Samuel. King James Bible, verse 1. And the Lord sent Nathan unto David. And he came unto him, and he said unto him, There were two men in one city, the rich one and the other poor. The rich man had exceeding many flocks of herds, flocks and herds. But the poor man had nothing save one little ewe lamb. Which he had brought, which he had bought and nourished up, and it grew up together with him, and with his children, and it did eat of his own meat. He drank of his own cup, and he lay in his bosom, and was unto him as a daughter. And there came a traveller unto the rich man, and he spared to take of his own flock, and of his own herd, to dress for a wayfaring man that was come unto him, but took the poor man's lamb, and dressed it for the man that was come to him. 
David's anger was greatly kindled against the man, and he said to Nathan, As the Lord liveth the man that hath done this shall surely die. Please note, so the story that Nathan is telling, rich man and a poor man. Rich man has seeding flocks and herds. Poor man has one little lamb that he loves and he cares for, and this lamb is a pet to him like a child. The rich man comes along. He's got his, he has a visitor coming to stay with him. He takes the poor man's lamb instead of out of his own herd and flocks, which he has abundance of, slaughters it, prepares it for his guest. David's outraged by this story. He says, whoever, whoever this man is shall surely die. Verse 6, and he, he shall restore the lamb fourfold because he did this thing and because he had no pity. And Nathan said to David, Thou art the man. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I anointed thee king over Israel, and I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul, and I gave thee thy master's house and thy master's wife, wives unto thy bosom, and gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah. And if that had been too little, I would moreover have given unto thee such and such things." So the Lord is speaking to David through Nathan. He's saying, I gave you everything. I gave you all of Israel. I delivered you from Saul. I gave you everything that was his, even his wives. You remember, the sin is that he took Uriah's wife, but David had an abundance of women, right? So there, it wasn't like he needed to do what he did. He had everything. Verse 9, Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? Thou hast, thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword. Please note, even though David, what David really did was he put Uriah in a position to be killed, in God's eyes, it's the same as murdering him. It's about the intent, right? It's kind of like Jesus says, If you hate your brother... You've already committed murder. Wherefore thou hast despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight, and thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and hast taken his wife to be thy wife, and hast slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Now therefore the sword shall never depart from thy house, because thou hast despised me, and hast taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. Please note, you'll remember when we went through these studies, right? Because we did the study. I made a big deal out of that line that the sword will never leave your house. And as we continued to read through 2 Samuel, we see the tragedy. How from this moment on, chaos and drama never really leaves David where his family's concerned. And there's even one point where many many years down the road from what we're reading right now where one of David's sons does this great terrible act where he sleeps with David's concubines and kind of like the center of the city in a tent for the whole for all of Israel to see and that was the punishment even though it happened many many years later and I'm, I think we'll read it here we'll find out 
where God says what you've done in secret, you know, that little thing you did with Bathsheba that you tried to cover up, you're going to receive the punishment of that in the open. So even though David is a man after God's own heart, God loves David, but God is still just. And this sin that David did cost him a lot. Now, therefore, this sword shall never depart. Sorry, I just have to say, this is why I always say your actions matter. Actions matter. Despite what the modern day church tells you, actions matter. Not only do they matter because they demonstrate what you truly believe about God and about your faith. They have consequences. Even when you're forgiven. Now therefore the sword shall never depart from thy house, because thou hast despised me and taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. Verse 11. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against thee out of thy own house. I will take thy wives before thy eyes and give them to thy neighbor, and he shall lie with thy wives in the sight of this son. So that's, but that's what I'm talking about. was just talking about. Verse 12. For thou did it in secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the sun. And David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, The Lord also hath put away thy sin. Thou shalt not die, howbeit, because by this deed thou hast given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme, the child also that is born unto thee shall surely die. And Nathan departed unto this house. And the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bare unto David, and it was very sick. And David therefore besought God for the child, and David fasted, and he went in, and he lay all night upon the earth. And the elders of the house arose and went to him to raise him up from the earth, but he would not. Neither did he eat bread with them. And it came to pass on the seventh day that the child died. And the servants of David feared to tell him that the child was dead, for they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, he spake unto him, and he would not hearken unto our voices. How will he then vex himself if we tell him that the child is dead? But when David saw that his servants whispered, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore David said unto his servants, Is the child dead? And they said, He is dead. And David arose from the earth, and washed and anointed himself, and he changed his apparel, and came unto the house of the Lord, and worshipped. And then he came to his own house, and when he had required, they set bread before him, and he did eat. Then said his servants unto him, What thing is this that thou hast done? Thou didst fast and weep for the child while he was alive, but when the child was dead, thou didst rise and eat bread. And he said, While the child was yet alive, I fasted and wept, for I said, Who can tell whether God will be gracious to me, that the child may live? But now that he's dead, wherefore should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. And so that's the end of chapter 12. And there's just a few things to note. Number one, David clearly believes in a resurrection, right? He says, the child can't come back to me, but one day I'll go to him. Number two. Actions have consequences. 
David's punishment is, number one, that the sword would never leave his house. Number two, that what he had did with Bathsheba, his neighbor was going to do with his wives, except it wasn't going to be done in secret. It would be wide out in the open for all Israel to see. And number three, the child that you impregnated Bathsheba, that child is going to die. And that is his punishments. And so now that we have that backdrop, that reminder, let's go and read Psalm 51. It's not very long. Uh, to end our study for this morning, it's 19 verses. A Psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet came unto him after he had gone into Bathsheba. Here's what David wrote after all that. Have mercy upon me, O God. According to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest the truth in inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from thy sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of salvation. Uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgression my ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from the blood guiltness, O God. Thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thy lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise, for thou desirest not sacrifices, else would I give it. Thou desirest not in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. O God, thou wilt not despise. Do good in thy pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offerings and whole burnt offering. Then shall they offer bullocks upon thy altar. And that is Psalm 51. Real quick before we wrap up this morning. There is a, there's several famous verses in here. One thing to note. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Something that David understands here is that we are all born into sin. Right? Right from birth. You know, we one through one man's transgression, right? Sin of Adam. So all of us by nature have a sin nature. It's hereditary, unavoidable. 
This is why no one can enter into the kingdom without Christ. Because right from birth you're guilty. David says, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Another famous verse, one that I often pray every day, honestly, just for God to watch over my heart and my mind. And here it is, verse 10, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Very famous verse. And David talks about how you, what you really desire is not all the sacrifice, all the religious motion, which you really desire. Verse 17, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, thou will not despise. My friends, that is the end of our study for this morning. I know it's short and I pray you be blessed. I don't know if you'll be able to notice a difference in audio quality about halfway through this broadcast, but some equipment failed and I had to kind of switch how I was recording and it's not always easy. Uh, But I pray that uh, the message has gone forth, pierced hearts and caused many of you to draw closer to God. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for those of you who support the mission of truth and help me make this possible. Eight years running now. Thank you so much. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.